Hey, what's up? Welcome to The Brotherly Gist, an Afrocentric podcast where we will dive into a broad range of topics, including relationships, sexuality, careers, and parenthood. Without any further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Hey guys, just an important disclaimer before we jump into this week's episode, which is that the conversation with the guest was recorded via the web platform due to the COVID-19 restrictions that are currently in place. So as a result, we do apologize for any poor sound quality ahead of the time, but we trust that you will enjoy this week's episode. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to The Brotherly Gist. Today, I'm coming at you with an episode that I feel is one that a lot of people want to hear about. It's one that a lot of people want to talk about. It's one that is a slightly controversial, but it's one that needs to be addressed. It is the big elephant in the room. It is the go-to topic amongst guys in any circle of friends. It's the topic that a lot of women want to hear a guy's perspective on as well. And so joining me today to actually address this topic and actually, you know, get into it a little bit is my homie. It's my bro, Ken. Um, Now, I was a little nervous to get Ken on the show, to be very honest with you guys, man, because in as much as Ken is a friend, he's also my accountability partner. He's that guy that I lean on for advice. Um, he's that guy that I talk to when it comes to matters concerning my my walk with Christ, my spirituality. So most of the times he's the guy I want to see, but he's also the guy that I don't want to see because trust me, when I've done something wrong, this guy sees right through me. But <laughs> I just feel like it's ideal to have him on the show because I feel like he has so much wisdom to impart on this particular subject. Um, it's one that him and I regularly discuss, even now where we find ourselves in, you know, our current state in life. But yeah, without any further ado, let me introduce my guest, Kenneth, Kenny, big deal. Ken, welcome to the Brotherly Gist, man. What it do, T-Bag, what it do? <laughs> <laughs> what's up my guy i'm all good bro how you doing how's life treating you how's the lockdown treating you hey man it's a bit hectic i won't lie i'm getting used to sitting at home and uh not being able to see my guys not being able to see my girls uh yeah no it's it's uh by it's girls, different by girls, but i mean friends right you mean friends all right yeah, <laughs> just i am a married you. man i'm just putting that out there like Sorry, what I mean by girls, I mean <laughs> wives of my guy friends, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, nah, I'm pulling um, your leg. No, but yeah, no. Uh, no, it's been good. I mean, I think um, I've been able to plan my time better. And I think my my every hour is kind of uh, more purposeful and stuff. So it's really, yeah, it's, 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 it's been challenging, yes, health-wise and stuff. Um, everyone just being extra cautious and stuff. But I think uh, generally speaking... Um, it's been a really good time to kind of reflect and uh, and uh, spend some time with with the loved ones. So yeah, it's not um, good. Yeah, man. 
And you? And you? Nah, it's, it's been good for me. But Ken, you know, to be honest, I don't think people really care about how you and I have been doing. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. that's just between the both of us, you know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, let's 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 get into it, man. Let's give the people what they came here for. So, like I said, man, we're we're gonna address the big elephants in the room, man. The the three letter elephant, you know, S E X. It's a it's a topic mm. that is slightly controversial. It's a topic that you know gives rise to a lot of emotions, regardless of which side of the fence that you find yourself. But it's something that's really important, man. It's something that we we discuss, but. I'm just going to be frank and be upfront and maybe give a bit of context from, from my perspective. So, you know, for me growing up as a Christian guy in a traditional Nigerian home, you know, this was a topic that my parents didn't even talk to me about. I mean, it was, a, it wasn't even spoken of because it was a given. It was almost, uh, can I call it? It was almost, a taboo in a lot of ways but in so many ways as well it was almost a given that you knew the rules you knew the boundaries you knew that sex was something that you only did after marriage and mm. like i said man growing up as a christian guy having the kind of parents that i did having the kind of dad that i did you know mm. i always thought that that would be my life journey as well i always <laughs> felt that you know what I'm going to remain a virgin till I get married. I'm going to yeah. walk this walk. This is how I'm going to do it. Um, you know, I'm going to be a saint. Ain't nobody touching me. Ain't nobody touching this. Only my wife. But man, I slipped, bro. Like a lot of people in life, they, yeah, they exactly. slip up. And, uh-huh. uh, I slipped up at, at a time where... I think a lot of guys normally slip up, you know, it's, it's usually during that, that adolescence for me, it was a little bit late. Um, you know, to be honest, it was actually in varsity. Um, that's when I slipped up, if mm. I can call it that, but mm. yeah, man. And, and, and throughout, like, you know, and probably the listeners don't know, but you know, we'll dive into it a bit later on. It's been something that, you know, we, we go back and forth about it's something that, you know, as guys, we struggle a lot with. Um, but why do you think that is, man? Why do you think it is that this 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 process of you know remaining pure or trying to be clean until marriage? Why do you think it's something that number one, guys, quite frankly, struggle to do, and number two, why is it so difficult for a lot of guys to to actually do at the same time? Um, yeah, man, look, it's, it's a very, yeah, it's, this topic is very, is very personal to a lot of people. Um, um, if I'm being honest with you, I think the main reason, uh, we all struggle with this topic specifically is because, um, well, we've all had this challenge, uh, in our lives is because we've been lied to, man. I think that's 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 the crux of the matter. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've been lied. We've been lied to, bro. Let's let's not even let's not even like. Uh, <laughs> In what way? In what way have we been lied to? No, I think. Look, I mean, if you think about it, right? 
you know, the media is telling you one thing, you know, society is telling you another. Then, you know, there's a whole kind of uh, conscious movement and then there's the whole cancel culture and like you know it's it's just like if you're not following the bandwagon if you're not moving with the times then you're kind of like this outdated archaic kind of artifact right um but i think the the real i mean i think for me sex is is incredibly beautiful right um it's 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 incredibly wonderful and it's 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 glorious right so it's one of the most amazing things you know you can ever experience um as an individual as a human being i think yeah the challenge is that you know we've kind of been looking at sex as a tool um um whereas sex was intended to be a a, a form of an expression so so sex as god intended it to be was supposed to be an expression of of how you know of an of an expression of love right so um it was meant to express uh, you know god's sort of free um total and faithful and fruitful love for for mankind um and that's why initially um, sex was always known as, you know, the marital embrace. That was what it was called, right? Uh, yeah. We just started calling it sex and sexual intercourse, but but the original kind of term that we was used to to um, express it was most the marital embrace because it was meant to be, um, you know, this uh, act that really is it doesn't start at the beginning, but but happens as a result of um, certain vows that are made uh, between two people, between a man and a woman, um, you know, who essentially uh, commit themselves to a life of, you know, in, of fidelity, of indissolubility, of openness to children, um, you know, and and sex as a result was then kind of uh, a way to express that commitment they had made with their hearts and minds and souls on the altar yeah. through their body right um and and essentially you know sex was supposed to be the consummation of of marriage right it's supposed to seal it and perfect it and renew it every time you have it so i think we've been lied to i think we've been made to believe that we can um kind of remove um elements of 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 this incredible beautiful act that is you know if you think about it really really deeply um you know it's it's it it actually in some way um uh, kind of mimics the the holy trinity in, in many ways you know it kind of mimics the relationship between god christ um, and the love that exists between the two of them, right? So, how, you know, if so, you think, how, how does it <clears throat> so if you think about it, like human beings were created in in God's image and likeness, right? So, in, in some way, um, we we were kind of created to you know to to love, right? And and if you look at a man and woman, you know, coming together, you know, in in marriage to love faithfully to love freely totally and and fruitfully until death they kind of in a, a way create this new new life really right yeah, yeah. This, this new love you know which is you know essentially what the holy spirit is it is this you know distinct 
uh, entity or divine entity that is separate from from God and Jesus, right? It, it is something that exists and, and is something that is an expression of the love that God has for Christ, his son, and how, you know, our, our Lord kind of reciprocates that and Jesus reciprocates that. Um, and 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 that in itself is a new entity, right? And that and that is what you get when a man and woman come together, and if God allows it and God permits it, um, creates a new life. You begin to realize that, hmm, you know, God, God uh, created this thing um, called sex for a specific reason. You yeah. Know? Um, um, yeah. So I think that's that's that would be my my big kind of. Uh, the, the big thing that stands out for me is just this idea that we've been made to believe that, you know, sex is supposed to be this pleasurable, um, solely pleasurable act and, and there isn't anything else involved in it. And um, and I think it also stems from the idea that Christianity is like this kind of religion that tends to hold people down or, you know, it's, it's a, it's a religion of a bunch of don'ts and do's and don'ts. Right. Yeah, and it's yeah. restricted. But, you know, freedom is not about doing, you know, what you want. It's about doing what you ought, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and about doing the right thing and doing good, right? Because uh, God made us um, good. And, and, and that's, the, that's what we've been lied to, you know? Um, um, and, that, and that, for me, is really the reason why I think. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you think? I mean, that, for me, is, like, the main thing. I just think, like, we've, they've, they've created this facade and... and and everyone has believed it. But I mean, what do you think? No, I, I definitely agree with you, man. And, and you know, for, for you and I, it's, I think it's a little bit easier to, to understand that because of the spiritual upbringing that we sort of come from and, you know, the background, spiritual background and the Christian background that both of us have, you know. But I also do understand from a layman's perspective, let's just say someone that didn't necessarily grow up in a, you know, Christian home or even in a generally spiritual home because, you know, sex is not something that's just exclusively for Christians, right? I mean, it's oh, something yes. that's, that's practiced by by Muslims, it's something that's practiced by atheists, it's something that's practiced by, you know, just humankind in general, right? But oh, to yes. you and I, it obviously has this significance and spiritual meaning behind it. And it's something that we both, you know, take seriously and we see as a means to you know create life and you know bring the bond between you and your wife and you and your partner um you know to strengthen it in so many ways but you know the truth is like like you said unfortunately or maybe actually let me just actually say unfortunately a lot of people see it as just simply a, a pleasure exercise you know it's mm -hmm. just a way for them to to get off and, you know, it kind of just like leads me to my next question, which I wanted to ask you is that, you know, prior to our generation, you know, there used to be almost like a sacredness that came with sex, you know, mm. not to say that there wasn't promiscuity and there wasn't, you know, people practicing, you know, all sorts of like sexual rituals or whatever it is. But I don't know, maybe, maybe just maybe because you know, we're seeing it a lot more these days, but, you know, I still strongly believe there was almost like a sacredness that, that was attached to sex and the act of sex. So in your opinion, you know, like when did we as humans or rather this generation, like 
why are we so obsessed with sex and you know why has it become something that's so like meaningless and and casual you know why why has it lost its spiritual its deep significant meaning that you you know so eloquently <laughs> communicate mm-hmm. from the first point <laughs> yeah no i look i think i think the the main thing is um if you think about it you know the kind of i suppose the historic abuse of women by men um and i don't i don't really like to use the word historic because it's still happening today yeah um, still something happening the, today you know the the you know the tragedy of rape you know all kinds of heinous crimes unwed mothers fatherless children multi-billion dollar pornographic industry adultery all these so kinds awesome. of things these but it's you know it's it's created a kind of illness in society um and you know uh, you know just making reference again to to kind of uh what we know uh, to be true is that uh, you know there's there's one thing to be you know ignorant and to say okay i didn't know about this sin so i just con- continued committing it right but you know one of the sort of major sins against the holy spirit is is i suppose obstinacy and sin right so it's it's about sinning and remaining in sin right and i think that's the challenge i think we as a society have uh, we always want to solve problems by kind of patching up the symptom i don't know if that really makes sense so yeah, we never really solve the core issue so you know so uh, i'll give an example so the, you know we have a problem with uh, i don't know like um uh, uh, we have a problem with uh, maybe abortion or something right in a specific society right and um and you know the solution to to the problem is you know let's pump the society with with contraceptives as an example right yeah um but but we're not really dealing with the issue at hand right because um it's not like as an example we say okay we have a problem with the rape culture in south africa right um and the solution you know to solve you know the rape culture or to solve aids and hiv in the country is to give everyone more contraceptives whereas the problem we know is the desire right yeah. so the issue we have is that there is a which which is the desire the men's desire and the objectification of women that is the problem so without dealing with that issue we're we're actually not solving the problem right so which is why rape stats uh, violence gender based violence against women has skyrocketed even though we're supposed to be creating measures in place to curb these things right because we're yeah. not actually solving the real exactly we're not actually solving the real issue at hand right and i think that's what um we really need to be honest with ourselves about right yeah the what we need to change is the mindset we need to change how men view women we need to change how we view sex right we need to really change our perspective on this um in you know this incredibly powerful um and and incredibly beautiful thing that god created for our goodness um but how, you know, how, we, how, do, how do we do that ken because like a lot of guys will mm. argue you know and and to your point mm. you were like you mm. know we don't address the core issues but a lot of guys will come mm. at at you and say but bro this is how I was created I was created with these raging hormones it's only natural mm. you know even 
scientifically or biological, mm-hmm. biologically speaking, you know, um, when guys are going through puberty and stuff like that, things such as like wet dreams or whatever is just like a natural thing. So for a guy, he'll feel that, you know, there's nothing wrong with having these urges or these feelings and why should I try and control them if they were mm. instilled within me in the first mm. place? So do you think so, there's something wrong yeah. with us actually having these feelings or do you think it's more a case of us acting upon them, like you said, you know, discipline yeah. almost? So, so you said something about, you know, it being natural. I think one thing I will say is that um, there's a big difference between animals and human beings, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know, you're calling like, animals, bro. No, yeah, I mean, really, like, let's <laughs> let's just call a spade a spade. We like to behave like we're these uh, raging creatures and we can't control ourselves. <laughs> Some like, guys come don't on, guys. That, like, right? Some guys yeah, don't yeah, yeah, that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's as a result of the the problem, right? So yeah, society yeah. has made men feel like, oh, they. I mean, you hear men argue that, oh, in the Bible it says that uh, your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. You hear yeah, men using crazy. that argument to to kind of perpetuate all kinds of uh, terrible things in their homes but forgetting that, you know, um, God only said that after sin had happened, right? Mm. So that was only as a result of sin. I mean, uh, and, and that's the problem. Like, And it's not new, right? Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, it's, it's our fallen nature. Like, right from the beginning, this is what Adam did, right? Mm. You, remember, you remember when Adam was given Eve or by God? What did Adam first say? His first words were like, oh, my goodness. You know, God, this is amazing. Like, this is, this is the, flesh the of most, my flesh, most, bone of my bone. You know, at I've last, you are exactly. <laughs> Adam was like, at last, you are the one. Because obviously, God gave him the animals first. And Adam was like, ah, what? <laughs> and these, animals, uh, these animals, and <laughs> they're not my flesh, bro. I can't ride with these these things i need the real deal then god gave him eat then he was like ah at last bone of my bone flesh of my flesh god made us for each other then what happened when he child the apple what did he say ah brah it was he it was he because the woman's fault she did this she did that you know what i mean like men have you know we've done this it's not new, man. Patriarch, we've been doing this thing for a long time, man. Damn, actually, so I, I never actually thought about it like that, man. Shit, since the yeah, days of bro, Adam. Like, <laughs> bro, Adam has been telling men how That's men have been crazy. behaving as a result of sin. Like, it's not uh, to, you know... And I think it's, you know, on a more serious note, I think it's it's... That's the tragedy, right? We want to tell ourselves the things that kind of comfort us um, but, you know, like uh, there's a, a saying by St. Augustine, he says, um, you know, right is still right if no one is doing it, right. right? And wrong is still wrong if everyone is doing it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's something that we kind of need to always remind ourselves about, right? To say that, look, the reality of the matter is we can say what we want to say. And this is typical of human beings, right? We we will believe everything on authority and life except the things that come from God, right? So yeah. you, I know, Tayo, for example, you've never been to France. Never in your life <laughs> been to France. 
right? You haven't been to Paris. Hey man, I've but you'll be the first bro. guy. You'll be the right? <laughs> you'll be the first guy to put your hand up if someone said to you the Eiffel Tower is in Paris. You'd be like, yeah, bro, I'm telling you, I'll put my head on a guillotine. That to the Eiffel Tower is in Paris. You've never been there, but you believed it on authority, right? Right. But when it comes to things of God, we just refuse to believe on authority. It's like this guy created us. He told us, hey, bro, this is what sex is. Do it this way, right? Trust yeah. me, like, don't put diesel in a petrol engine. Like, <laughs> it'll go for a couple of miles, but yeah. it'll bomb out. Oh, <laughs> bro, it's going to bomb out, right? Yeah. Um, but what do, we, what do we do? We're like, no, God, we, we know better. This thing doesn't work. I want, I want this chick now, and I need to have it now. Yeah. And then what do you do, bro? Like, you, you ruin yourself. You, like, kind of rob your spouse of that exclusivity. Um, and you know the sad thing about sex, really, actually, mm-hmm. at the deepest form, is that you're not actually just, it's not just how it negatively impacts on you. It's the amount of souls, man. Like you, you've, 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 you kind of um, get into a situation where you do this thing with this one girl and, you know, how many kind of relationships does she have after that? And how yeah. does that affect her perspective on it? Yeah. Um, and I think that's what has permeated in society. We just have that, we've just reached that stage now, my guy, where it's like everyone has committed sin and and we've been doing it for so long that we've kind of become so desensitized. And what do we do? We kind of just create, like, I suppose, um, reasons why. And, 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 you know, we try to make ourselves feel okay. But, you know, it's not really... And, and not you really... know what? That's actually, like, a very good point that you just raised, man. Mm-hmm. Because I was, I'm actually thinking back to my experiences as well. And I'm just thinking about, you know, how every time so like i said guys you know unfortunately i didn't make it to the finish line you know um you know i did slip up but i had a few slip ups (laughs) subsequent to that as well but i think i think to ken's point man I, i i felt that you know what i had already you know tasted of the forbidden fruit i had already fallen um you know what was the point i might as well just you know, continue in this sinful nature, seeing as I was already in it. You know, I had already done the deed. I I can't undo the deed, you know. Um, But every single time I did it, man, Ken, regardless of how many times it happened, I would look into the mirror and I'd, like, the person staring back at me, I'll just be like, yo, man, this isn't what you're supposed to be doing. You know, like, I'd, I'd have a almost like a spiritual conviction within me to feel that you know what i am messing not only myself up but i'm also messing god up i'm probably messing up the woman that i'm doing this with as well but you know why is it that some guys see it like that other people don't like Mm. why is that the case why is it that some of us actually have this conviction is it just because we know right from wrong based on our Christian background, or do you think it's a bit more personal than that? Yeah, no. So this, so this thing, so I think the, the, we have a plethora of issues, like I said, right. But I think the main um, problem, you know, I I get the sense is that um, 
we have this conviction and it comes from this wonderful thing or sad thing rather that it's called pride right yeah um pride is as you know has been the downfall of so many right uh, in our society today in history we know this thing called pride right um but look it takes a lot of vulnerability for you to even create a platform like this it takes a lot of vulnerability for men like us to talk about these things because you know our views are not popular um look i'm no saint <laughs> you know you know this bro um um i've had my own fair share, fair share of issues growing up in yeah. in specifically in this in kind of trying to live holy purity and stuff yeah, you know I but think we all have man, um, yeah you know but like one of the key things for me when i was thinking about it um and growing up and and why i really waited wanted to wait and um and uh, and um you know, and only like like Downton Abbey would say, only have carnal knowledge of one woman or carnal <laughs> knowledge of I know or I know not of that woman. You know, um, <laughs> the reason you know I kind of uh, felt like it was really important to wait, right, yeah. to 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 stay a virgin before I got married was because they. Uh, I was really worried about not just the soul ties, right? So the issue around the aspects of your soul you leave in each individual, right? I was scared um, about my wife, right? I was scared about the fact that, you know, subconsciously or consciously, I'll be comparing her to this other individual that I've had sexual encounters with right and that's so um, true, man. and and you know it happens right and then you realize that you know um in a, you you've it's either you're using memories of your sexual encounters with other women or you're using memories of some pornographic website that you viewed but you realize that you're, you're trying to have this innocent woman measure up to a fantasy that she could never measure up to right yeah. because the reality is that your wife like you know now tayo yeah. is not the woman <laughs> who is about to twerk 24/7 every day of the week when you want to smash all the that, time that's like, debatable but yeah it, no, it, it, <laughs> that is not debatable any woman who's doing it i'm telling you now she's sacrificing she is dying to self for that clown right but but the reality is that she has to cook she has a job she has like you know she does not she 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 she's not necessarily wired to be this i suppose um object of her husband's satisfaction 24/7 right um and i think uh, that is one of the reasons why i think it can be damaging and i mean i think look they were we're hopeful right the wonderful thing about life is that you know god's love and mercy is infinite and you know we can always get back on track and as you know you know you're a wonderful and great husband and now an awesome father but i think the danger that we generally don't speak about is is also this is the contraceptive mentality right so it's like I've been having sex before but remember what I said like when I said sex was supposed to be this expression that came out of a freely 
totally faithful and fruitful relationship with your spouse. Yeah. Um, you and what I mean by the last one, fruitful, is that you're always open to life, right? So if you start having sex with people, you start developing the mindset that I'm actually going to use sex for pleasure. Like I want, like you go on your knees. I want God to help me with this job, with this. But the one thing I don't want him to be involved in is my sex is, life, man. Right? Yeah, I just need him yeah. to be on the periphery. He, he can right? stay just, out of that. <laughs> yeah, just stay out of this one thing, God. Come through for me for the next job, but the sex thing, stay out of it, right? <laughs> Forget that God already made women naturally with contraceptives, right? Because I don't know of any woman who's fertile every day of the month, yeah. every day of the year. So God already he created us that way. He knew. He didn't create women to be like, I suppose, baby-popping machines, right? But right. The fact of the matter is that that's the danger, right? You create this mentality that I'm married now as a man. I don't need to abstain, right? My wife should give me this when I want it all the time, right? So there's no romantic... 7 on, on the... 24, on the exactly. There's no like, oh, I'm going to woo her today. I'm going to take her on a romantic lunch. I'm going to, you know, buy her a specific, you know, perfume or whatever the case is, or I'm going to do something. Um, I'm going to hand... Uh, write a letter with my hand or something and and mail it to her even though we stay in the same house you know just like random romantic things like that you're not going to do that anymore because yeah. think about it you would do that if you knew that the window to smashing <laughs> was like in two weeks bruh and if you lost that window it's late like you're not it's over for man, you, guys right? guys will be do more... anything for the booty man like you will do, do anything anything <laughs> to feel warm with your wife <laughs> you exactly you will do anything to feel warm with your wife you know it right but i think if you if you if you are, and i think that's what it hurts right and that's why um, God wanted it to be that way because we, our wives will never live up to our fantasies and um, in our heads, even though they'll try and they'll, you know, and then, yes, obviously, no one is saying because you're married, you know, the quality of sex should be crap. Yeah. Um, of course, you should have fun. But I think as part of that process, like understanding and learning each other's rhythms and, and learning each other's kind of uh, <laughs> desires. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true, man. Learning each other's <laughs> rhythms, learning each other's desires. I think that's, that's part awesome. of the growth. It's part of the growing like that you do as a couple. I mean, it's right. what like that thing really helps men to be vulnerable. Because right? you hear women saying, ah, bruh, I ain't about that life. I want, I want a guy who knows what he's doing. But it's like, okay, fine. Let's say she says, I want a guy who knows what he's doing. But how will we, two people who haven't had sex know what's good and what's bad? What are they comparing it to? Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. You see, so, so, so you have nothing to compare it to. You learn together, and most men even struggle with vulnerability. Imagine, bruh, like you, you are, like imagine how vulnerable you have to be as a man in the bedroom, not knowing what to do for a long time. Yeah. Like that level of vulnerability brings a certain level of closeness with your spouse that I don't think. Um, most people really appreciate, um, you know, and, and certain openness, you know. So I think it's, look, I think this is what we, and, and the reason I'm speaking like this is because I don't want us to kind of uh, like forget that this is really, really what we are called to do yeah. and who we are called to be as human beings. I mean, I know we all have fallen off the track some way or the other, 
But the the reason I want us to speak more like this is because I feel like there are too many voices for the other team, right? There are too many oh, voices yeah. telling you, right. just do it, just have fun, enjoy life. Like no one wants to fight anymore. It's as if like, you know, uh, struggle is like this sad thing, you know, whereas the symbol of our religion is a cross. I mean, why is it that when God died or Christ died, the symbol for Christianity was being, you know, his hands wide apart as he was, you know, being resurrected, um, being uh, ascending into heaven, right? Yeah. That's not the symbol. The symbol is the cross because Christ wants to remind us that we're supposed to take up our crosses on a daily basis and fight this thing. Like, it's, yeah. it's tough, but it's beautiful. Like, it's, it's what it's, we must do. It's, it's tough, man. And it's like you said, I mean, like, so many people have kind of, like, fallen into the sin and fallen into this trap believing that well you know what because i've already crossed this boundary i i can't go back so i might as well just you know continue as i am you know do what i've been doing you know there isn't any harm in it but you know we both know like you touched on you know there's things like soul ties there's things like um you know spiritual bonds that you develop with people you know all of these things that can negatively like affect you and your future partner i mean you raised a very good point which is that Mm -hmm. you know men might be guilty and you know what people are allowed to confess it or admit it to themselves or not you know you might be guilty of actually comparing your wife to you know a previous sexual partner or this person that she saw on on television or whatever it is you know and you don't actually realize or understand the damage and the and the can i say the hurt that you that you're bringing upon yourself by mm-hmm. engaging in this thing that is seemingly pleasurable meaningless doesn't have any mm-hmm. you know attachment to it but it actually mm-hmm. has a lot of you know consequences it actually has a lot of you know gravity to it you know just that mm-hmm. 2 3 minutes that you're spending inside that particular person you know actually mm-hmm. has a lot more bearing and waiting than you actually give you know that you actually that you actually know of you know but mm. again i mean like some people can argue and say well i've already done this so what's the point you know in your opinion yeah. is it is it ever too late to stop i mean and maybe for those that haven't even started like what are the benefits of you know living a, a celibate life and celibacy and abstinence because i think that you know people kind of confuse the two at times Mm. um no i think like look celibacy is like uh look celibacy is what everyone is called to right who like who isn't married it's not like this thing for priests or monks like we're all christians called to be celibate until we are married right but i think um chastity or you know is is more an affirmation of love um i think you know ab- abstaining is uh, like I, I like abstinence for me feels slightly negative in a way because and i think that's that's kind of why everyone just uh, was like nope i'd rather you know i'd rather do the whole condom than you know be abstaining like i can't the urge is too is too real but like if you think of chastity it's more like um 
I mean, by definition, it's the virtue that moderates the sexual appetite, right? So it's virtue. So it's a good thing, right? So it's actually a positive affirmation. So it's saying, I want to keep myself because I love, and I want to love someone, or I have love for someone exclusive, right? Uh, and I want to do that for the sake of God, right? So I think if you look at it from that perspective, it's a more positive thing. It's, it's you know, are you really free from something if you can't say no to it, right? So how many of us are really enslaved to sin and are enslaved to sex before marriage? Um, um, but there's, there's no, there's no uh, it's never too late to say, um, I'm done. Like, I want to do something else. I want to try it. Like, it's never too late. Like, literally... It can be now, it can be in five days' time, it can be, I mean, don't leave it too long, you know, COVID is rough. God might just call <laughs> you soon. But, um, but yeah, but call the truth, you, home, you might call you home, bro. But, you know, the truth of the matter is the real sin is actually knowing that something is a sin and then still doing it, right? And I think that's the most painful thing because, you know, if you think of God, like God is like infinite goodness, right? So, um, you know, I mean, how would you have dressed, Tyre, if this 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 uh, podcast was going to be with Barack Obama? You would have worn your best suit, bro. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't have been in my. In my you know, you right now you're in your boxers and you're in that. <laughs> you know, you're in that Nigerian singlet. We all know the the vest you're wearing. <laughs> you know, but like that's my point, right? So, if you would wear your best suit for Obama, like you know, what would you wear for God, really? So it's it yeah. then that's really the crux of it, right? You just have to get up one day and say, you know what, like that's it, man. Like I really don't want to do this. I actually want to get to know my. I want to court this lady, and um, I want to do it the right way. I want to get to know everything there is to know about her, um, and 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 from this day forth, I want to try and save myself. I mean, I know many people have tons of people who have done it, you know, and it's not impossible. Yeah. And, I know guys who have gone from having sex twice a day to, you know, being in, in, in chaste relationships for four to five years, you know, and, and it changed their lives, you know? So I think it's, it's, it's that one, it's, it's doable. Of course, it's absolutely God's grace is sufficient. Like he'll never give you more than you can handle. Of course he can, of course you can do it, you know? And it actually brings me to this example that, um, or uh, a story that I had in mind because, you know, uh, this thing you mentioned of, uh, you know, why it's so harmful, like, why do I think it's so harmful? It actually just brought me to this story um, of, uh, of, a, of a friend who um, basically, and you see it every day with, you see it every day with, with, um, with, uh, marriages right so you see this kind of rise in infidelity rates when wives are pregnant right and right. and that's because you know men haven't developed this idea or this virtue of living a chaste life so now your wife is pregnant um or your wife is ill god forbid she's in an accident right um um, and you haven't developed this virtue of of being able to moderate your sexual appetite, and all of a sudden you are cheating on your wife, um, yeah. and it's led rise to infidelity, and it's led led rise to a bunch of all these other kind of terrible things, and and you and you ask yourself, well, actually, 
the honest truth is that um, there's there's an issue here. There's an issue in society and there's an illness that we need to correct and the time starts now and we can do it. And and I'm so glad that, you know, you brought me here to have this conversation because men need to be saying these things. I mean, how are you going to raise your son, Ty? You're not going to raise your son to be the pimp that you were, right? You're, <laughs> you're, I'm not going to raise my son to be the, the, the pimp that I was. You know what I mean? Of course, we've got to set higher standards. I mean, look at what men, look at what men have done to society. Like, it's right. it's terrible. So we need to, we need to, we need to create higher quality. Like, I need my son to be the most sought after guy. I'm telling you now, bro. Like, yeah. he needs to be like the freshest thing on the planet. Like, you need, like, he people... needs to be that, that, that person that everyone wants. Hey, bro. Every chick must Every want, but can't have, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. But honestly, on a more serious note, that's what we must do, man. I think that's, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. No, I hear you, but, you know, like, and you were talking about it and saying that, you know, you know of people that have started, you know, maybe they started the journey mm. on the wrong foot, mm. you know, but subsequently, like, turned things around and, you know, went on to be married and went on to be happy and, and all of that other good stuff, you know, and it just kind of brings me again to a, a very contentious issue, you mm. know, that a lot of people are kind of like debating and talking about and you know it's something that you hear a lot within the the christian community like i know you're from a catholic background so mm. you know it's a bit more i don't want to i don't say rigid in a disrespectful way or mm. in a in a you know offensive ways but you know it's a lot more stricter than in the can i call it pentecostal setting and pentecostal um you know christian community where you know some people actually argue well look i've been on this journey and now i am engaged to this girl or i'm engaged to this guy we've been dating we know we're gonna get married like what really is the harm in actually doing this like why can't we now engage in this like we're not engaging with anybody else. We're not bringing anyone else into the picture. You know, there's no threats of additional soul ties. You know, mm-hmm. any anything prior to us has been broken, has been bound, you know. And our wedding is just like six months away. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're probably already living together because of circumstance or, you know, we're, we're, we're planning for the wedding or we're trying to save costs or we're you know, staying in the same roof. We know we're going to be married. So why can't we do this? Why do we really have to wait until that, you know, final day that we say that I do? So, I mean, like, is yeah. there any harm in it? I mean... So it's very, it, it's, very, it... it's very simple, right? <laughs> it's like, it's not for you, bruh. Like, why are you trying <laughs> to play with things that are not for you. Like, but God has ordained it. Right? John, like, he John, he has an ordained <laughs> Jack. He has not. <laughs> what is love, T Mac? Love is patient. Love is kind. Right. It does right. not envy. Right? So, mm. it does not envy. You are envious of something married couples should be having. 
That, but it's gonna be something. Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> what did I say? We start again. Love is patient. <laughs> love is kind. It does not envy, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're being envious of something we know is specifically for a um, an ordained institution, right, or a sacrament, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, think about it this way. Right. This is another perspective, right? So. You say you know, and I, and this is a real story. This happened to someone that I know. So she was engaged yeah. to a guy, right? Um, right. And uh, the they got into a car accident, a terrible car accident. Sure. Okay. Um, and um, and I won't say what happened to her, but um, she essentially was hurt really badly, and the guy left her. Right. Um, So how much do we really know, T-Mac? Right. How many women have been engaged for seven years? bro? (laughs) How many women do we know? No, but T-Mac, bruh, I know, T-Mac, I know, I know, I know, I know guys who have told women for eight years, I'm just saving up. I'm just <laughs> looking for that job. I'm just trying to settle. Give me some time. Oh, and then what happens? The next thing, what always happens? What does he do? He jumps to the next woman and he marries her faster in record time. Thank you. Thank you. So for me, it's like gambling, right? And there's really no reason for you to gamble because, like I said, remember, Hey sex. man, Ken, tata my chance, tata my Hey, bro, <laughs> sex, sex doesn't come before. It's guys. Uh, by the way, I'm just playing devil's advocate. This yeah, is not my truth. Hey. I'm really just trying to play Ken. So no, no, but you know what I mean. <laughs> sex doesn't come before. You don't. You know, like there's a saying that says, um, uh, "How does it go now?" It says, "Men use." Um, yeah, I think it says, "Men." will use love to get sex and women will use sex to get love right the 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 sad situation here i need to pin that man i i need to i need to pin that down that was some bars bro (laughs) men will use love to get sex and women will use sex to get love right and you see that like um what you find is that when that person wants to, you know, because once again, we said love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not self-seeking, right? You wanting to have right. sex before, even if it's four days before, right, is is like you Come say. On, it's four days. It is four days. Man. <laughs> Look, man, you know, there's a show. Speaking of which, there's a show, bruh, on Showmax. Um, it's a Nigerian series. It's called Unmarried, right? It's, it follows yeah. the stories of four single girls going through life and their different kind of encounters with different men. Um, yeah. But what was so interesting is there was a scenario, as you know, and, and we think this is so far-fetched, but guys run from the altar, bro. T-Mac. <laughs> no way. Guys, man. listen, man. No way. Guys, we run. hear of women doing that. No, no like, look, no women guy. run, guys yeah, run. No, but the fact okay. of the matter is, you can't marry yourself. So, 
you are out here saying, oh, no, I want to wait. I want to. Because you see, that's the thing, right? If we keep thinking about marriage as this thing we can get out of, then obviously it's easier to have sex a couple of days before, right? Because now all of a sudden, if it doesn't work out, I, you know, I'll do something else. But the reason marriage is supposed to be indissoluble, meaning it's forever and ever and ever till death, right, is because yeah. that, that expression of total love. You you don't I mean people always say oh yeah but I had sex with this guy that I love what kind of love did you have right because there are different types we know there are different types there's philia you know the love between friends there's eros which is the more romantic one which is what most people feel which is the passionate you know kind of uh, one that has to do with the senses that's but but agape the love of God, that total one. How, how can you love someone until death and you say you've experienced that m- multiple times? Come on, bro. T-Mac, your wife, <laughs> Fafi. Maybe because, maybe because a lot of people don't understand that, Ken. Hey, I mean, and you just, you just, I mean, I've heard of, I've obviously heard of agape love, yeah, yeah. you know, but I've never actually thought about it as an expression to my wife, which might actually make me sound like quite a bastard. But um, but you know it's not you know, sometimes. But but it, Taya, but... you know sometimes it's not really about what you you know. It's not about saying oh I love you baby agape like like it's not about that right. I as your friend yeah. I have seen the effort you have made in your marriage. I have seen the effort you've put in the few days that you've been a father right, and yeah. I've seen the extent to which you've been willing to go. To, to the ends of the earth for your family, right? Dude, this is not something I've been seeing you do for multiple women throughout, you know, your life. This is, this is not a spirit walk. Like, it's, this is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? This is not like a, uh, like a kumbaya session. Like, this is like, this is dying to self, man. This is like, right. I'm literally going to accept everything of, you know, every flaw and every strength and whatever God throws at me in the form of my wife, I will love her till the ends of the earth. That love is unique. It is once in a lifetime. It is not, it is not multiple. You, when you have it, you know it. Um, and you can give your life for that love. It's special. It, is, it, it, requires, uh, it, requ- it requires a third party. It requires God's involvement and god's stamp on it to say you know this is is the one you know so i think yeah that that for me is why i would tell you dude if you're going to say that sex is an expression of you know total love expression um then you absolutely have to wait um you have to wait to the end unfortunately yeah, which a lot of guys can't do. No, um, no, 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 no. A lot of guys can. Is something that they can do. Can do. But that's they, what I was gonna say. Yeah, they know, can do it. But they but don't they, want to do. Yeah, it, yeah. Can. But they can, bro. They can. But man, yeah. this this conversation, T Mac. Like, I think I think it's a good time for us to to um we 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 need to we need to stop it here we need to probably pick up again at a later stage because (laughs) this is this is like i said in the beginning this is a conversation that can go on and on for 
ages, you know, and we'll probably do a part two. Mm. You know, I think a part two is definitely needed because I don't think we've even gotten to the crux of the matter, man. I don't think we've actually even, you know, we've just touched, we've just touched the surface on this topic. You know, there's yeah. just so many other things to explore, so many other things to get into. But you know what? I think that should do it for today. I mm. think we should. We should definitely pick it up again at a later stage. But Ken, you know what? Thank you so much for coming on, man, and and blessing us with your wisdom, bro. Thanks so much, my guy. Thanks for having me. Like, yo, man, this was uh, really, really an honor. I felt so, so privileged to be here. I hope your listeners enjoy it. Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to the rest of the series you're you're tackling some really really pertinent topics and i'm really really privileged and honored to be a part of it so thanks a lot my g no man thank you so So unfortunately, that's all we have time for today, folks. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Brotherly Gist. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a comment in the comment section below, give the podcast a good rating, and share it with your friends on social media. Join me next time for another exciting topic and discussion. But until then, take care and God bless.